This is the Doorways Leadership and Influence Network podcast. I'm Mary Kay Blum, and we are really glad to have you with us. We hope you'll enjoy our show as we talk about healthy leadership that we believe is best expressed and most effective through influence. Are you ready? Let's get started. Thanks for joining us for the Doorways Leadership and Influence Network podcast. My name is Rick Shields. I'm your host, and I'm so glad to have my friend Joel Weiland with us today as we talk about leadership and influence and how God uses he and his wife, Kendra, and their company, J. David Jewelry, to impact the kingdom and to touch people's lives. We're glad to hear. Let me also mention uh, right up front that if you have a person that you would like for us to interview or a topic you'd like us to consider, please let us know. Uh, if we choose that individual that you'd like us to interview or choose that topic, we're going to send you a small gift. Joel, we've known each other for a long time. I'm thinking back to 1983, 1984, when I became the youth pastor at a church here in Tulsa, and your family was attending the church, and you were not yet old enough to be in the youth group, but man, you really wanted to be in there. Why did you want to be in there so bad? Well, because that's where the cool people were, uh, you. Right. Always, you know, wanting to be part of that cool group. I didn't care what the age, the said age limit was. I thought that I could be an exception to that. And I remember coming to you and begging and pleading and you told me no. And you were adamant. I turned you down. Oh, you did. But I didn't stop. And you held your ground. It was awesome to even look back on that, the fact that I can remember that well, because I've never taken no well at any point in my life. And when people stand their ground, it typically makes me more determined to push forward and to push harder, to think that that truly could have been part of the catalyst that developed our relationship from the very beginning. Because it could have easily gone the other direction, couldn't it? You could have got mad and just said, I'm done with this guy. You're right. And you didn't. And there was nothing you could do to make a change. You had to turn 12 and you can't speed up the process. You'll be 12 you on your 12th birthday and not a day before. No, now I'm trying to slow the process down. Our families have had a long history together and, and it's been a real blessing to us. And I know that uh, you were in youth group and and you guys were a blessing, just so much fun to be with. Somewhere along the line, you started working in a jewelry store and believed that maybe you could make a go of this. How old were you when you first started working in jewelry business? 15 years old. You didn't start by selling jewelry. No. In fact, it was my sister that worked for a small independent jeweler, and she's a few years older than me. And I thought, well, great. She's already got the door open. I'll just kind of go stick my foot in the door and come in behind her one day, and I'll I'll start working there. The the owner of the business said that he didn't want to babysit anybody. And I was very, again, persistent and adamant, did not accept no for his answer. And after being persistent for a couple of weeks, he said yes. And at the time, minimum wage was $3.25 an hour. So that's what he started me out at. 15 years old, I'm pretty sure I broke every child labor law there was. I got to do one of the... I'd say dirtiest jobs that is in the jewelry business. And all I did was polish. At that point, I loved it. I got to work with my hands. I was creating something and really learned at that point that that was was kind of my love and my passion was creating. 
going from there, never knew that that's what I would do for the rest of my life. So you didn't start off owning a jewelry store per se. As I recall, you started off owning a tanning salon and you sold a little jewelry on the side. Very Yes. And to that, I was very adamant. Even when Kendra and I got married, I said out of my mouth over and over and over again, I will never own a jewelry store. We started our jewelry business in a tanning salon to where we didn't have the money to start a jewelry store. So we thought, what is something that has traffic that we could at in turn service any jewelry needs to the traffic flow and at the, at the same time, maybe sell a piece of jewelry or two. So we started our jewelry store in a tanning salon with three rings and $500. Did you move from that salon to your number one store, your first store? Is that where you moved to or was there yeah, an interim step? There was an interim step. And that was going back to even how we started with the three rings and $500. Always taking a next step. Even though our three rings and $500 was everything that we had at that time, that's big, but it was also a, a manageable step. When we moved out of the tanning salon, we actually opened up in a 400 square foot strip center. So it was small. We increased it to 800 square feet and then to 1500 square feet over a five-year process. And then we ended up buying a 4,000 square foot building five years after we had moved into that strip center. And even at that point, it felt like a leap, even though it was a gradual step. So in that building process, that's what I love to really focus in on is taking steps and backing it up with scripture. At that point, that's where the confidence comes from. And for years, I somewhat thought it might be, you know, Confidence and, and cockiness can sometimes get a little bit uh, confused. To that, the confidence comes from knowing where your foundation is. That's what I love about our business is from day one. And I still love to say, I I still don't own our store. It's always been God's from the beginning. We just go in and we just ask what our next step is today. And we're always just taking that next step. What I've seen is a bunch of gratefulness. And it's kind of like, wow, God, look what you're doing here. That's that's pretty cool because you're not looking at it and saying, look at all the things I've done right. You just continue to take the steps that God shows you. You just walk in them. You're faithful. And he's faithful to meet you on the other end. He is. That, that's pretty cool. So you have a staff now. How large is your staff? We have 29 team members. You started just you and Kendra. Actually, it started just with you. Because remember, as a young man, even while you were working at that jewelry store, you also learned that you could buy some jewelry off people that were trying to sell pieces, and you could make them into other things, or you could resell them. So I remembered it was just you and a Ziploc bag. So you got 29 people, and you have three locations. How do you manage three locations? Wow, that's that's um, such a great question. It was several years ago that I really set into a process of always make sure I'm in a constant process of replacing myself. What is it that I'm doing today that I can teach and train someone else to do and only do what you can do, which sometimes it seems like a cop out, 
But as you continue to grow, that's what I found is so much of my time was being delegated through the day and consumed through task that could easily be done by someone else. And at times, them do a much better job at it when they're focusing on just that one task when I was trying to split my time between 10. So always being in that process of replacing myself. Today, what my what my job is, is to be the vision of our company, to continue to create new vision, cast the vision, implement the vision, and then lead the team on the path to that. That's where we've really tried to take it back to its roots. When someone walks in our door, from a ministry standpoint, which what I love is we don't know what brought them in the, our door that day. Roughly today, we have about 30,000 people a year that walk through our doors. They come from all different walks of life. So we do get to service a very large demographic of people. Our biggest goal is the moment they walk in our door, that they feel love like they've never felt before. Many of them never step on foot in a church before. They've never been exposed to any kind of ministry. That's what we focus on with our team. That being our purpose statement is to show unconditional love through our people, our process. And lastly, our product is how we work our day from 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. every day that we're open. That's what has continued to propel us forward. We never intended on having more than one store. God continues as we take our next step. He continues to take us farther than we ever thought we would. So to what the future holds, I love to say that we'll never stop growing. The day we stop growing is the day we stop being. I have no idea how far we will grow. God knows that answer, and we'll continue to keep taking our next step forward. If number four is our next step, then I know where it's going. I remember that there was a time, and it perhaps it's still the case, one of your slogans was, where we can do all things. Where does yes. that come from? Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So often we can't because we say we can't. To know when your foundation is Jesus. I, I love knowing that I grew up in that era that your parents said that, you know, you can do anything you want. You can be anything you want. And we're, in reality, there are some truths to that, but there are also some not truths to that in the fact that I, I love to say at 5'9", I was not ever built to be able to dunk a basketball on a 10-foot rim. That's now, funny. if I lower it to seven feet, I can do it. But at 10 feet, and I've had a desire my whole life to dunk on a 10-foot rim. It doesn't matter how hard I try, my body was not made or built to do it. So regardless of how bad or want is, it's not going to happen. And that's what I find so often people focus on something they want much greater than what they focus on what they were created for. Yeah, you're right. You're five foot nine. You're never going to be a basketball player. You could have focused on that and focused on it and focused on it and lost a great portion of your life in high school, college, maybe even afterwards for a short time, trying to be a great basketball player. But at 5'9", that's not going to happen. <laughs> and instead, you went another direction, and look how God has used you. You've traveled all over the world. Or you've traveled a lot. 
Uh, You've blessed a lot of people. You have an opportunity now to speak into other people's lives. By the way, you're one of the ministers in our Doorways Leadership and Influence Network. We're proud of you, and and thank you for, for allowing us to help validate that ministry in you. This is Rick Shields, and I'm talking with Joel Weiland about leadership and about influence and how it is that God has blessed them in their work at J. David Jewelry and also in the ministry that he's opened up and provided for them. Joel, it's not just been a life of success. I'm sure there's been some learning experiences along the way, though your stores all look beautiful. I saw your new store last night. You drove by it. I have not been in it yet. Wow, what a design concept that is. <laughs> that's, that's pretty great. But I'm sure there have been some failures along the way. Tell me about a failure that sticks out to you today that you say, you know, wow, what a learning experience that was. That's such a great question. Even before us meeting, I, I was one I was trying to think of. I look at, at failure very different, I would say, than the world looks at failure. I love to say I, I'm always failing forward. From the moment we're born, the way we learn everything is by failing. We learn how to walk by falling on our face. We learn how to talk by saying things that nobody understands. And until we can actually put those noises into words that then become understandable, that's how that's how we learn how to talk. I like to say everything I've ever done, I've never done. Therefore, I don't ever have a clue what I'm doing. So <laughs> <laughs> I actually love that. So I'd never owned a jewelry store. I had never managed people. I'd never had two businesses. I'd never had three businesses. So from that, how do you grow from a one-person operation to a 30-plus people operation? And in that process, one of my biggest, what I would say, fears was at what point do I outgrow me and I am my liability? And for the longest time, that was something that was a great concern because there's only so much that I can do and at what point do I become the liability and I will be the catalyst that actually brings what we built down because I've seen it happen so many times. And I was sitting down with a, a gentleman and I expressed this concern and he goes, well, it can't happen. And I said, why would you even say that? And he goes, because you're hyper aware of it at this point. And I said, I don't understand. He said, well, because you're so aware of it, he goes, how do you hire people? And I said, well, I just make sure they're smarter than me. So we've got a great team of people that are a lot smarter than me. If I have a limitation, I make sure I find somebody to add to the team. So I'm, I'm not trying to find me. I'm trying to find people that are better than me, at, 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 no matter what that position is. So going back to greatest failure, to say that I've never had one, I can't say that I've never had one, but I've never had a failure in my business or personal life that I didn't grow from it and it made me better. And I wouldn't be who I am today or where I'm at today without it. And I would never give it up. Yeah, we like to say that failure is a gift. If we'll accept that gift and we'll unwrap it and understand it, then it's a gift. Now, if we don't do that, if we fail and then we just oh leave that gift on the table and walk away. We never learn, never unwrap it, never try to understand it. There's nothing to learn from it. And we think there's so much to learn from it and so much to gain to be able to say, 
I won't do that again. That's a, that's, that's a big step. I think that's <laughs> yeah. a big step. So where do you learn about leadership? What's do you have sources, places you read or places you go, people you talk to? I mean, I don't want to use the, the easiest cop out answer, but I, I think that the best book on leadership is the Bible. It's a pretty good one. Yep. And I think the greatest leader of all time would have been Jesus. I think he's pretty good. I mean, here we are 2,000 years later. Jill, I wanted to ask you a question specifically as it relates to our premise. Our premise is this, that influence is an expression of healthy leadership, and leadership is best measured by its influence. Do you have an opportunity to see that at work in your life and in your business at J. David Jewelry? Every day. I'll never forget years ago. I was going through actually some leadership training with with our team. I made the statement to the our team that everybody should, is in a leadership role. And I had one specific team member that got very argumentative in the aspect that she in no way shape or form could see herself in what would be defined as a leadership role. And she was adamant that nowhere in her life does she hold a leadership role? So it was my opportunity to sit down with her. And it was through her, though, that I learned so much. How many people walk through life. It's not that they're not in a leadership role. They haven't accepted the role as a leader. And until you accept that role, you can't be good in it. What I love is accepting that role in my business today, being able to define it by my my goal and my role as a leadership in my business is to always be pushing them to the, what their next step is and helping them take their next step. Never being stagnant, never being where you're at. I back that up with several scriptures. I tear them, but the first one is Proverbs 3, 6. It's in all your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your paths. So the Bible, I love how the Bible talks about paths. So then I, I follow that up with Psalms 37, 23, that says the step, the steps of a righteous man are ordered of the Lord or woman. So to that, it's like, well, how do you get down your path? By taking steps, which leads us to number three, Psalms 119, 105. The word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. And that's the one I love to focus on because so often people they get to this point of, I don't know where my path leads. Nowhere in the Bible does it tell us where we're supposed to see see our finish line outside of, it should be heaven. But here on earth, we don't know when that ends. But the Bible tells us as long as we're in his word, which is our lamp, it will shed light, not to the finish line, but to the steps on our path. A lamp projects light for your next step or two. Most people will tell you, oh, I know what my next step is, but I don't know what comes after that. Well, it's because your lamp doesn't shine to that step until you take it. That's right. Take it. Take that step and then it'll shine up the next one. It'll illuminate it. You'll see it. Stay in the word. And then I I finish it off with uh, Proverbs 4.12. When you walk, your steps will not be hampered. And when you run, you will not stumble. That's kind of my projection for how I walk through my business life for 28 years. It continues to work. I uh, continue to move down that path by just taking one step at a time. Preach. 
<laughs> That's what it is. Joel, thanks for joining us today. We're going to bring this to an end, but I'm so glad you're able to be with us and so excited to see how God has blessed you and Kendra, your family, your team, and then the community that you're in too, because you're a blessing to the community. And, and we, we really rejoice and celebrate that with you. Hey, blessings to you guys. We love you. And maybe let's do this again sometime. Is that all right? I'd be honored. That's our show for today. If you enjoyed the content or would like to hear future podcasts, please subscribe so you can be notified when new podcasts are released. On behalf of Mike Atkinson, Rick Shields, and our amazing Doorways Leadership and Influence Network partners, this is Mary Kay Blum saying thanks for listening.